Welcome back to Amerisogyny. I'm your host, Hannah Blue. This is episode 12, Happily Never After, Mistreatment of Foreign Women Around the World. One thing I used to see on social media were lots of videos on K-pop stars. There's a lot of K-pop fans who are very cool, but some of the comments were disturbing. I'd see things like, oh, I'd sell my soul for him. That was the big one. It's okay to be a fan. It's okay to admire someone from afar. But when you start getting so deep into a fandom, you lose sight of being rational. That's dangerous. That's falling down a rabbit hole with no way out. These images sold by the Eastern entertainment industry are dangerous because they're misleading. They're created for a purpose. They're selling perfection when perfection doesn't exist. And it's harmful to the consumer and the entertainers. You should never say you're going to sell your soul for strangers. Who you see on the screen, you don't know these people. You don't know how they really think or what they really think of you. Singing, dancing, it's a job. Just like a doctor or lawyer. It's a profession. Talent isn't a personality trait. There are many talented people who hurt others. I'm going to take you around the world and share stories about women who met foreign men and didn't find fairy tales. They found nightmares. Some were raped. Some were beaten. Some were isolated and discriminated against. Some of their children were abused by their own fathers. Some women are held in detention camps, just as the Nazis did to the Jews. That's right. They're being held against their will in 2023. I'm going to cover women in all regions, but specifically Sweden, Japan, China, and South Korea. The purpose of this episode is to one, raise awareness to violence against women, And two, to inspire you, the listener, to think critically. Race and culture have no correlation to how a man treats you. Sweden is a number one pioneer for gender equality. They've done a lot of good things for women. But problems exist everywhere. And for women around the world, those issues are amplified. Let's go to Japan. According to Masako Mori, a former minister and advisor to Prime Minister Kishida, their low birth rate may cause Japan to disappear. He says, if we go on like this, the country will disappear. It's the people who have to live through the process of disappearance who will face enormous harm. It's a terrible disease that will afflict those children. It's not falling gradually, he says. It's heading straight down. A nosedive means children being born now will be thrown into a society that becomes distorted, shrinks, and loses its ability to function. Now that's certainly dire, but how did they get there? There are many factors that cause this. Their work culture is brutal. It's expensive to raise children in Japan. And let's not forget how the women are treated. That's the most important factor. It is the women who carry the babies. 
if they're not protected and supported, they're not going to be inspired to have kids. A decline in birth rates didn't happen overnight. As far back as the 90s, Japan saw a shift in the number of babies being born. Now in the past, foreign brides were considered a solution to declining birth rates and Japanese women refusing to marry into rural communities. About 80% of marriages were Japanese men taking brides from Korea, China, Thailand, and the Philippines. Many of these marriages weren't happy. From the beginning, there's pressure to integrate into Japanese culture while being severely isolated from their own culture. Women from East and Southeast Asia aren't protected from misogyny and racial discrimination. The issue of citizenship is a problem for these women if they want to leave an abusive marriage. They're met with an unfair choice, divorce and be deported or continue living with a man who abuses them. For mothers, deportation isn't an option. What good mother wants to leave her kids behind with a violent man? The justice system offers very little help for foreign women. It's a slow-moving process. It's expensive, and it shows favoritism to the Japanese citizen, especially the man. Now, what if he controls the finances? As many controlling, abusive men do, what is she going to do? Losing her children in a divorce is a huge issue. Think about it. If Japan is desperate for babies, do you actually think they're going to let a foreign mother leave the country with citizens who can contribute to their economy? No. Domestic violence is a direct conflict with citizenship. In the 90s, a woman who left her abusive partner couldn't get her visa renewed unless she lived with her husband and had a letter of guarantee from him. That meant she couldn't leave. And Japan is baffled why they're in such dire straits. They did nothing to protect women then. And they don't now. Let's talk about the Bank of Japan. It's been around for 140 years. And you know what? No woman has ever been in any of the top positions. Not in 140 years. And instead of nominating a woman, the current prime minister, Kashida, nominated a 71-year-old man. But Japan is crying. We don't have any babies. Gee, I wonder why. Same thing happens for foreign women in Sweden, even the ones born in Sweden. Like foreign women in Japan, they face losing their homes and their children. With regards to mental health, Japan hasn't been supportive of counseling. Most of the psychiatrists saw patients for a few minutes and prescribed drugs. And that was it. So for the women who suffer from depression and anxiety, where did that leave them? Let's travel to Sweden. A woman, alias Anne, traveled from East Africa to Sweden in January 2017. She said, I felt I'm just coming here because he had threatened me. Now, this was a working girl. She worked for the Ministry of Health in her country. In 2015, she met him on Facebook through mutual friends. On paper, he looked good. He was a Swede, had a good job. You know, ladies, these beautiful foreign men you say you'll sell your souls for, 
Mm-hmm. He probably said all the right things to get her to visit. And she did and became pregnant with their daughter during that visit. Now, before I continue, I'm not just going to bring you stories on women in other countries. I'm going to connect the dots for you to show you no matter the country, some men operate the same. Here's how Anne's baby came. She was given a drink at a party. No doubt it was spiked because she was unconscious when the baby was conceived. Now, who had something to gain with this woman being totally out of it during sex? Her husband. Yeah, a real prince. And please know I'm being sarcastic when I call him that. Before I move on with Anne's story, let's take a detour to Seoul, South Korea. And let's talk K-pop stars. Jung Jun Young and Choi Jung Hoon were convicted of sexual assault. They were convicted of conspiring in the sexual assaults of women who were incapable of resisting. Jung was also found guilty on charges of filming and distributing sexually explicit material of these women against their will on an online group chat. He was sentenced to six years in prison and Choi was sentenced to five years. Judge Kang said the accused perpetrated sexual crimes against multiple women, degrading women, and treating them as mere tools of sexual pleasure. It's hard to fathom the pain the victims must have suffered. The victims were drunk and unable to resist. Oh, but wait a minute, I'm not done. Chris Wu, he was an exile. Before he went solo in 2014, I guess his legions of adoring female fans wasn't enough for him because, and I quote, in July 2018, he and others organized two women to engage in promiscuous activities while intoxicated at his residence. Between November 2020 and December 2020, he was a busy guy. He raped three women at his house who were unable to protect themselves due to alcohol. Just like Anne, yes? Let's continue with her story. She had the baby in her country, but the child's father registered the birth in Sweden and lied to Anne, saying if she didn't marry him and move to Sweden, the Swedish embassy in her country could take her baby away. Then he paid a dowry to Anne's mother, and they got married. Now, there were red flags in the beginning. He was physically abusive to her before and after she arrived in Sweden. According to Anne, he raped her. She said he had a violent temper when he drank. She also said, he told me there is no one to protect me here. I have no family or anyone. And that was true. She had no family or friends. She couldn't speak the language. He set her up to be the perfect victim. 80% of women and 45% of men in Sweden are assaulted by people they know. In 2020 alone, police received 28,900 reports of abuse by women. If women are isolated, don't know the language of the country they're in, have no friends or family, and don't know their rights, they're even less likely to report violence. Another woman said her husband, another prince, was against her leaving the house and threatened to divorce her and have her immigration status revoked 
so she would be deported to Pakistan without her children. The power came from him knowing she didn't know her rights. And let me quote this article. The men in these abusive relationships know that a marriage has to last for at least two years for the woman to be allowed to stay. These situations are ripe for economic abuse. The women can't get a house or loans or even a phone. Anne's husband controlled her through money. He gave her a mere $53 a month and used his child's allowance to pay off his loans. She said she had to depend on churches to have nappies for her baby daughter. She took her baby and left him after the baby had an asthma attack and he locked her in a room with him, with Anne locked out. After she left, an idiotic social worker told her ex-husband where they were, so they had to move again. She uses aliases for herself and her daughter at work and school, and she's still in hiding. What's so terrible? Nothing happens to the man. He keeps his job, the family home, so his behavior doesn't change. And he gets to continue abusing unsuspecting women. A Pakistani woman graduated from college and entered into an arranged marriage. Her husband's aunt wasn't very welcoming to her and she often felt alone. He was also physically and verbally abusive to her and even divorced her. But he wouldn't allow her to leave unless she gave him sole custody of their children who were two and three at the time. She says she felt intimidated and threatened and didn't understand the ramifications of giving him sole custody. She didn't speak Swedish and wasn't informed of the law. She feels he took advantage and used what she lacked in his favor. She was eventually relocated by social services, but six hours away from her children. It made her feel sick and hopeless. She said, to live without my kids is a very hard thing. She eventually moved back to Stockholm in 2020 and took a job at a preschool. She was finally allowed to see her kids, but they won't see her. They're teenagers now. In Anne's case, she reported the abuse. She also disclosed her ex-husband had sexually abused their five-year-old daughter, but the police didn't believe her. They accused her of coaching the child to say, her father abused her. Anne said, someone in authority at social services told her, if you were only Swedish, your case would have been treated differently. She feels she was treated differently because she was foreign. This unfair treatment of foreign women is echoed across the globe. Now let's return to South Korea. Fear of job loss deters foreign women from reporting sexual assault. Females' reputation is a sensitive subject in South Korea, built on misogyny and suppression of female liberation. According to Inspector Jung at the National Police Agency, language barriers and a lack of knowledge are also factors that keep women quiet about rape and makes them easier targets for criminals. Although 909,103 Foreign women lived in Korea in 2020. Only 55 calls of sexual assault were reported to the Denuri helpline. Out of over 39,000 sexual assault cases, 747 involved foreign victims. 
even in using interpreters to report abuse, the language barrier is still an issue. A woman named Patricia said the lack of sensitivity when she reported sexual harassment shocked her. She said, they were yelling my personal information to one another and I was explaining my story quietly to one officer and the other officer kind of just shouts like, oh, he hit you? Did he touch you? You know, without any tact, without any grace. Inspector Jung calls it secondary victimization. He said efforts were made to ensure police were responding to victims in a sensitive manner. The use of AI technology is used to collect statements from victims and help victims feel more comfortable in speaking with police. Another woman we'll call Linda addressed an uncomfortable experience she had with police too. Police saw a man following her as she jogged at night. At first, they asked if she was okay. Then their questions became uncomfortable and intrusive. She said, They started asking me unnecessary questions, and I could see them eyeing me up and down because I wasn't wearing a lot of clothes because it was very hot and I was exercising. According to her, the officer suspected she might have been a prostitute. She said, they were asking me in a way that felt like they were guessing if I was up for service. I had heard there were a number of Russian prostitutes living in the neighborhood. They said they would follow me home to make sure I get home safe. I told them I didn't want them to know where I live and I was feeling even more unsafe because of them. But they insisted and eventually did follow me home. So if the police act this way towards women, what does that tell you? Now, I'm not going to generalize all police, but as a woman, that's a scary experience. Although Korea has made improvements for Korean sexual assault victims, and that was only after receiving consistent backlash calling for change, foreign women aren't included. Organizations exist, but they're not for foreign women. There are no staff who speak English, and they're not afraid to say they only help Korean women. Much like foreign female victims in Sweden, foreign women living in South Korea feel lost and helpless. According to an attorney at Autumn Law in Seoul, the biggest problem with sexual violence investigations is that the victims are often left out of the loop once they have filed charges. Criminal court cases are handled by the national judiciary, so it falls on the state to decide the fate of the assailant or the defendant in question. Now let's talk about their Justice Department for a minute. Recently, South Korea's Ministry of Gender Equality and Family wanted to revise the legal definition of rape to include non-consensual sex. It took only hours for South Korea's Justice Department to say no. We're not doing that. Article 297 of South Korea's Penal Code defines rape as intercourse by means of violence or intimidation. Why is it important to make this change? 90% of victims of digital sex crimes are female. According to research in 2019, over two-thirds of rape victims didn't deal with direct violence or threats. Like Anne in Sweden, a lot of them were passed out, couldn't consent, and couldn't fight back and they were recorded on video. 
incapacitated. Why don't these victims report rape? Shame, stigma, re-victimization, and unlikely hope of justice. So why is there an unlikely hope of justice? Well, the government announced it's ending the Ministry of Gender Equality and Family. Why is this crucial? It fights for women's rights. If non-consensual sex isn't classified as rape, guess what? Victims can't receive justice. Unlike South Korea's Justice Department, Sweden stepped up and revised its rules on rape in 2018. Sweden changed the legal definition of rape to sex without consent. Prosecutors don't have to prove threats of violence or coercion. This was the cause. Here's the effect. It took only two years for rape convictions to increase by 75%. Swedish champions for women's rights say other nations need to follow their example. Without consent, sex is rape. I agree on both. Countries that define rape as non-consensual are Britain, Belgium, Canada, Cyprus, Germany, Greece, Iceland, Ireland, and Luxembourg. What do South Korea and Japan have in common? Low birth rates, misogyny, and a very ugly history with each other. Let's travel back to Japan for a moment. I've been talking about the mistreatment of foreign women in these countries, but I don't want to leave men out. Japan is upset it's on the verge of collapse, according to them. But did it have to be that way? Had they been more open to foreigners... Would they be in the predicament they're in right now? In September 2020, video surfaced of a Vietnamese man being beaten by Japanese co-workers. He was yelled at for not responding in Japanese. Then he was hit. They also beat him with a broom. I've already shared how they treat foreign women, but this is how they treated a foreign man. How many other stories not caught on video we don't know about? And let us not forget China. We know what the Nazis did to the Jews. And some of us are familiar with the Rwandan genocide that happened in 1994. Listen to this quote. China has been accused of committing crimes against humanity and possibly genocide against the Uyghur population. Now they're denying this because that's what China does. It denies everything. But they can't deny that decline of population. China is suspected of holding over 1 million Uyghurs against their will for years in what is called re-education camps. Now those two words should chill you to the bone. It's also been reported China has sentenced hundreds of thousands of Uyghurs to prison. China has also been accused of banning religious practices and destroying mosques and tombs. So much so. Uyghur activists say their culture could be erased. And what have they been doing to the Uyghur women and children? Sterilizing the women by force so they don't have babies and separating children from their families. Now, before we in the U.S. get too comfortable on our high horse, this is exactly what the Trump administration did to Mexican immigrants in this country. The women were sterilized without their knowledge and their children were locked away in cages like animals. Now back to China. A research study on violence against women was done. The area was in central China. 
the participants, over a thousand men and over 1,100 women ages 18 to 49. It's important to note the way the answers were submitted using an iPod touch device provided the participants an opportunity to remain anonymous and have confidentiality. This resulted in a higher number of truthful answers. The results, 38% of women reported experiencing emotional violence and 43% of men reported emotionally abusing their female partners. 24% were ages 15 to 19 years old when they committed rape. Men who admitted to rape, 75% had no legal consequences. They never faced jail time. For the 86% of men in the study who admitted to rape, the number one motivator for rape was sexual entitlement to a woman's body. These men believed they had a right to have sex with women, even if they didn't consent. About 40% of women who were physically abused suffer from injuries. Female domestic violence victims were four times more likely to have multiple STDs. They were also nearly three times more likely to have clinical depression and twice as likely to have thoughts of committing suicide. 49% of female domestic violence victims who were injured had to stay in bed and take leave from their jobs or seek medical treatment, which resulted in social and economic loss. Men who reported abusing their female partners were more likely to have been physically, sexually, or emotionally abused as children or witnessed their mothers being abused. Misogyny exists around the world. There are some very good men out there, but there are also monsters. Women need to be careful wherever they are. And I'm out of time. If you received useful information in this episode, Please feel free to follow me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or iHeartRadio. I will be back with more stories. Be easy. Have a good weekend. Take care of yourselves. And God bless.